Hi, welcome to our new teaching series called Restoration. My name is David and I'm the pastor of Foundation Church and we're about to embark on a series through uh, a book in the Old Testament of the Bible called Ezra. And Ezra is all about the return of God's people back to worship, uh, back to being a gathered body again, um, gathered together for worship and enjoying God. And it's, it's timely for us as a church because uh, we're, we're, we're starting to look forward. Uh, we're starting to think about life after lockdown and returning as a church, uh, meeting publicly, meeting together once again. And, and it's my hope and prayer that throughout this series and even today as we're listening and thinking about these things together, this will build your faith. Um, it will grow your vision for what God wants to do through you and through us uh, and, and will encourage you and excite you for his plans for this new season at Foundation Church Belfast. By the way, if you're not a part of Foundation Church, not part of any church, uh, we would love you to join with us to be, uh, come and join the family, be with us on mission as we serve Jesus. Before we uh, come to think about this, this first passage in this new series, uh, now's a great time, if you haven't already, to read uh, Ezra chapter 1. Uh, there, there's a link in the, the video notes below, uh, and a link might come up on your video as well. Just hit pause, uh, read Ezra chapter 1, just Google it, and um, then you'll get a rough idea about where we're going together. Uh, so, two things I want to say to you uh, based on the text today, as we, as, as we start this new series, is, uh, first of all, when it comes to restoration, God does the stirring. And secondly, God gives the supply. There is stirring and there is supply when it comes to restoration. First of all, stirring. Now, background before we get any further. Uh, the people of God, the people of Israel, have walked away from God by the time we come to Ezra chapter 1. This hasn't just happened overnight. This has taken place over generations, generation after generation. They have rejected multiple appeals from God through the prophets uh, at various times and in various ways uh, to come back to him, to renew their relationship with him. And yet they have been unfaithful. They have progressively and constantly rejected God, his, his, his call back to them. And, and as such, as a result of that, after all, God says, right, that's it. You've had enough chances. I am going to deliver you into the hands of the Babylonian Empire. I'm going to send you off into exile. And so this is exactly what happened. Despite multiple warnings, the Babylonians uh, laid siege to the city of Jerusalem. It was eventually destroyed, uh, taken apart uh, in 586 BC, uh, along with the temple. Uh, the people, their liberties were removed. They were, many of them were taken off to exile in, in a strange new, new place in Babylon. Their familiar routines were gone. The visible presence of God uh, among them in, in the temple, that's gone. And off they went into this period of enforced exile, which lasted um, 50 to 70 years. And now... As we see at the, book, at the beginning of the book of Ezra, uh, the Babylonians have gone. In walk the Persians, the, the, the new empire, the new regimes are set up. It's now the Persians who are in control of the known world. And their king is a man, the leader of, of, of the free world, if you like, is a man by the name of Cyrus, Cyrus the king. And it says right at the beginning in Ezra chapter 1, verse 1, this man Cyrus, his heart was stirred, his spirit was stirred to allow the people of Israel 
back to Jerusalem, says Cyrus, to build the house of the Lord. You go back home, he said to them, and you go back and build the temple. Go and build, go and start worshipping your God back in Jerusalem. Return to your homeland. You see, at the beginning of Ezra chapter 1, we see restoration. The people returning to worship. And of course, this is, this is good news, right? This is great news. Because Israel, we can understand the people of Israel as God's people in God's place under God's rule and blessing. That is who the people of God are. They are his people. Uh, that, that means that, that God called them into a special relationship. Out of all the peoples in the earth, he called his people Israel into a special relationship. The Bible terms that a covenant, uh, rather like a promise that, a, that a, a husband and wife will make to one another, the covenant of marriage. God made a covenant with the people of Israel. He said, I will be your God and you be my people. You know, I'll give myself to you. You give yourself back to me till death do us part. That's, that's the covenant that God made. I will bless you if you will be faithful to me. So they were a people. They were a place. God chose Jerusalem uh, to, 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 for his temple to be constructed, a sign of his presence among them in the center of their community. God's people and God's place and together in Jerusalem they would gather around the temple in various ways they would give worship to God um, through the sacrament uh, the sacrificial system through their their praise through their their festivals and sabbaths all of this means that the people of Israel uh, would declare and demonstrate all about God they would show by their actions by their words uh, by, by how they lived, they would demonstrate God to the surrounding nations. They would show how good God is, how, how generous he is, how, how merciful, how, how, how faithful he is. They were to be a community uh, living for God, showing what he is like to everyone else. And of course, they, as we've been thinking, they stopped behaving as God's people. They rejected his rule and blessing. They went their own way. And as such, God gave them over to the Babylonians for a period of exile, for, for a period of dis discipline, to, to remind them again of who he is and, and, and what they've done. And so now, Ezra chapter 1, they're coming back. Uh, the discipline uh, period is over. God is showing himself to be merciful, to be forgiving. He's the kind of God that doesn't matter how far you go, doesn't matter what your background is and what you've done wrong and what wrong's been done against you, God keeps his promises. He is faithful, he is forgiving, he is loving, he is merciful. He will receive back anybody and everybody. And he receives back his people Israel. And as they come back, they, they, they have uh, the, uh, the restoration of a vision of their return. God gave them a picture of their, their homecoming. Uh, they get to rebuild the place that had been destroyed. They get to come back as his people and gather once again. They get to live under his rule and blessing once again. They get, they get to have a, a hope and a dream of, of Jerusalem once again, growing in its influence, uh, being the place where God is not only worshipped, but the nations, the surrounding nations, flock in where God is praised to the honour of all the people. Restoration and this great vision of what God had in store for the people of Israel at the beginning of Ezra chapter 1. And this is very timely for us, obviously, because we are emerging from lockdown. We're starting to emerge from lockdown. We're starting to dream and think again about uh, gathering once again. 
But as we've done that and through this, this, this long period of, of lockdown, we've had an opportunity, every single person has had an opportunity to take stock, especially us as Foundation Church, and consider who we are and, and what we are. And so I wonder, when you think about getting back again, especially for those of you who have already been with us at Foundation Church, is God stirring you afresh? Is he giving you a fresh or renewed vision for him and, and for the role of his church. But, I mean, there's no doubt there has been some benefits to living in lockdown. Um, some extra space maybe to do some thinking, to, to re-examine the things that are important in life, to, to renew relationships that perhaps we were too busy uh, to enjoy. There have been some benefits. And yet, like many, uh, I'm sure you're aching, as am I, aching to return again to, to the corporate gathering. We're, we say at Foundation Church that we are a community on mission, and I'm just aching to get back uh, with my friends, my, my, my spiritual family, my spiritual brothers and sisters at Foundation Church, and be a community on mission, to be a physical body once again, worshipping God, praying, using our gifts, serving one another, declaring and demonstrating to the world the message of Jesus. I cannot wait. God gives a stirring, you see, when, it, when restoration begins. But lockdown has, has, has had another effect as well. It's shown us our, our need for God. Our, our society is increasingly fearful, uh, anxious, if you like. It's definitely divided whenever you watch the news and listen to uh, the discussions on social media. It is a divided society. We want answers from the politicians and yet they can't give us answers to the big questions. They can't show us a way forward oftentimes. Lockdown and the coronavirus has no doubt exposed the vulnerability in our own lives and has left many people in our society hungering for something more. We know there's more to life than this and so there has never been a time in my living memory when we have needed the church to be the church than we see that right now. We need the church to be God's people in God's place under God's rule and blessing and to witness to the good news of Jesus now more than ever. This vision goes beyond getting back to normal, getting back to business and just going back to what we were doing beforehand. Indeed, God is stirring us as a church. He's stirring me for, for a move of the Holy Spirit in power. I'm, I'm hungry for, for, for to, to come again and have a, a, a times of, of passionate, faith-filled prayer. I'm, I'm excited for, for bold steps that we can take together as a community in faith. I, I, I'm hungering for bringing together our gifts and strengthening one another to, to take adventures in advancing the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus. That's what I want. That's what the society around us needs, the world desperately craves for. At Foundation Church Belfast, we have a shared vision to impact and influence the great city of Belfast through, through primarily through planting, and replanting or restoring churches across the city to become healthy, vibrant, spirit-filled, impacting, love-saturated churches. This is the message that the world needs to hear. 
Because you see, when God stirs his people, anything is possible. And this is what we dream of at Foundation Church. Not just to be one church, but multiple churches. But see, even that vision doesn't go far enough because we have a vision to reach beyond our own city, to, to connect and strengthen and multiply like-minded churches across the entire island of Ireland. You know, God said through uh, one of the other Old Testament prophets, Habakkuk, he said, the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And so we're saying together at Foundation Church, yes, Lord, do this now. Come, do this for Ireland, north and south. You can see this vision for future restoration is built on such great promises like this we see in Scripture in Habakkuk 2, verse 14. It galvanizes us. It strengthens our spines. It gives us power. It gives us purpose. It gives us hope for a great possibility of what God could do. Perhaps this time in exile or lockdown has not led to a stirring and a, and a passionate hope for return. Perhaps it's had the opposite effect in your own life on balance. Um, it has led to a dulling down of your passion for, for Jesus, not a stirring up as we're seeing here. In fact, it could well be that you feel that, that your joy has been robbed from you because or through lockdown. Your enthusiasm for the things of God has, has faded away. Uh, for you, lockdown has, has been just simply about surviving, getting through, not, not, not thriving. And of course, there's no doubt about it for every person who has experienced lockdown. There have been great difficulties, big challenges, not just practically and socially, but challenges to ourselves as well, challenges to our, our mental health, our physical health. It's been challenging in so many ways. And so should you only come back to church when we do eventually gather? Should you only come back to Foundation Church if you're feeling stirred and, and passionate for the things of, of the kingdom of God? Should you, should you stay at home until you feel like that? Or can I give a very clear answer? No. No. You should not wait at home until you feel stirred or passionate. Why is that? Because we are a community on mission and we are together on mission as God's people at Foundation Church Belfast. You may have heard uh, or seen some of the video footage about the two brothers, the Brownlee brothers. They, they sort of rose to fame in 2016 uh, during the, the World Triathlon Finals in, in Mexico. Uh, Johnny, the younger brother, Johnny Brownlee, was uh, moments away from, from winning the championship. Um, but it seems to be that he gave too much too soon. And, and as he came uh, towards the finish line, his legs were, were giving way. He was about to collapse and buckle and, and not only not win the race, but not finish it at all. He'd have completely exhausted himself. A uh, short while behind him were two other runners competing effectively at that time for second place. His older brother, Alistair, and a South African uh, by the name of Henry Schumann. And it seemed to be that Alistair, if he kept going, he would 
take the gold, he would take the win. But as he turned the corner and saw his brother struggling up ahead, he started to slow up and eventually when he got to his brother, he, he stopped and he helped him up, put an arm around him, lifted him. By this time, of course, Henry Schumann had, had gone on and was ahead of them and eventually went on to take the gold. He, he won the triathlon that year. But together, the two brothers, Alistair and Johnny, hobbled effectively towards the finish line. Johnny just only having enough strength when he was supported by his brother. His brother, when they got to the finish line, threw Johnny across and Johnny got second place. He got the silver and his brother came in third behind him. This is a great picture of what it means to be a community on mission because not everybody is going to be full of faith at the same time. Some of us might feel that our legs are about to give way, that we're about to crash out and not only not win, but not even finish the race. But here's where community on mission comes in because if you are about to crash out and feel like you're about to give up, that you haven't got any more energy to carry on, then look for someone, look out for someone in the community, in Foundation Church Belfast, others who can come alongside you, get arms around you, lift you up, and together we cross the line. And it will actually be your experience. If you reach out for help and you receive the help of your fellow community on mission members, then soon you will find extra energy, deeper resources, you will find that your heart will be stirred again as you share and experience and receive this vision together. Your spirit will be refreshed. And so as we come to the end of this point, maybe now is a great time for, for you to pray. If not right now, then, then certainly in a few moments. Pray that as we come out of lockdown and as we start to think about gathering together, that we will come together sharpened with our faith deepened and fuller faith for what God wants to do through us and if you are low if you are lacking enthusiasm or energy or you just don't think you can carry on anymore pray call out to God pray that he will come and stir your spirit that he will bring other members of the community around you to to lift you up to get arms around you pray that the Holy Spirit will get your heart pumping again with extra energy and vigor and vision. Because when it comes to restoration, God begins by stirring his people. But we're going to move on now and think that, secondly, when God, after God stirs, he always supplies. Uh, he, he supplies the gifts. After he stirs, the resources will follow. He, he will equip his people to enable them to achieve the mission that he has sent them on. Where do we get that from? Well, look in, in the text, uh, Ezra chapter 1. Uh, in fact, in, in their experience, in Ezra uh, 1, we see that God's uh, supply comes from three sources. Firstly, it comes from this foreign king, Cyrus. We've already seen, uh, in, right way back in verse 1, that the, the, the Lord God, Yahweh, God of Israel stirs the spirit of Cyrus, the king of Persia. And he, he gives this proclamation. He says that the, the God, the God of Israel, has charged me, Cyrus, the foreign king, uh, to build 
him a house at Jerusalem. So here we have the, the leader of the known world making a declaration that God's people were to return uh, to their homeland and rebuild the temple of their God. Uh, remarkable. He, he, he doesn't stop there though. He says in, in, in verse 4, um, you, you among yourselves are to take up an offering uh, for you people who are still in exile to fund the work. I want you to fund it well. And then even further more than that, he then goes to the treasury of his predecessor, the Babylonians, and he gives back the precious artifacts that had been stolen from the temple by the Babylonians. He gives them back into the hands of Israel and say, right, I'm, I want you to go back and restore worship to your God. And here are all the precious um, artifacts, the, the bowls of gold and basins of silver and other vessels used in the worship practices of the people of Israel. Here you are, have them. God here supplies after he stirs. Came from the foreign king Cyrus, but also came from the people themselves. We've seen that. Uh, Cyrus says, whoever is among you, all of his people, let him or her go, you know, go down to Jerusalem and rebuild the temple of the Lord. We, we have people being given, people power being given. Not all of those, uh, not all the people of Israel went back just those whose hearts were stirred, those who, who, whom God renewed their vision, uh, who, who gave them a fresh determination. And he provided a workforce, uh, a force of people ready, volunteers, ready to get their hands dirty, to get stuck in and start laying those foundations and start building up those walls so that God can be worshipped again. Foreign king, the people themselves. And we see thirdly and finally, um, God supplies leaders. Um, it says down there in verse 5, uh, the heads of the, the tribes uh, of Judah and Benjamin, tribes within uh, the people of Israel, their spirits were stirred. Not only them, but the priests and, and, and Levites. Levites were one of the tribes who were sort of in charge, um, historically were in charge of uh, the worship practices uh, of all of Israel heads of the families, priests and Levites. And again, they were stirred. God gives them these influences, these leaders, so that worship can be restored along the way that God intends. Yes, the work was going to be hard. Yes, it was going to be graft. Yes, they were going to serve, they were going to sacrifice, it was going to be a bumpy ride. But when God stirs his people, he always supplies what they need. His favour was on them and continued with them, as we'll see, uh, throughout their entire time of restoration until the temple worship started up again. When God stirs, he always supplies. We've got to hang on to this, people. When God stirs, he always supplies. We've got to trust this. We've got to put our faith in God and what he does. Put in other words, God does not stir without providing uh, he does not stir without supplying. And uh, us at Foundation Church, uh, we've been given this, this vision, we've been given this hope through the end of lockdown to, to, the, to restore the community on mission, so to speak, to return to, to gathered worship, to start uh, impacting um, and reaching and serving. Not that those things haven't been happening when we've been scattered in our own homes, but, but it's, 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 uh, we crave for more. We crave for more power. God has given us this vision 
And so therefore we must lean on these promises of God to supply for that vision to take place. And, and, and of course, just like Israel, it will come from different sources. Uh, sometimes that, that supply from God might come from outside, rather like Cyrus. Uh, you know, it might come from government, might come from authorities. Um, we, we, we may get our resources from within, from our own people, through our, 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 our tithes, our offerings, our financial giving, uh, our giving of time, our, our, our volunteer workforce. It may come as God supplies additional leaders, to, to men and women who are, who are wired up to strengthen, to, to equip, to serve the church so that she may be built up and, and uh, minister in so many different ways. Make no mistake, God always supplies when he stirs. Of course, when we look at the, the wider Bible and particularly the, into the New Testament, we see that God has supplied richly to us already through Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul writes in Ephesians 1, We are blessed in Christ Jesus with every spiritual blessing. Everything that we can ever need and hope for and desire is in Jesus that's why we at Foundation Church, we, we say we're gospel-centered. We, we, we are centered around the good news of Jesus. He is the reason we do what we do. It's his story that we tell. It's his name that we proclaim to those who are outside. Um, it's him that we enjoy. It, it is the good news about him that we in flesh. We take it out. What is that good news? Just in summary, uh, the Bible teaches that, that, that all people uh, are, are in a fractured, a broken relationship to God, rejecting God. And yet God in his goodness, because of his great love for us, desires that that relationship is restored. Uh, and he gave his son, his only son, his, who lived a perfect life, who died a death in our place and for us, for forgiveness of our sins, so that we might be restored back to, to knowing God, enjoying him, given new life, and given the hope of a glorious conclusion to this age. That is the good news. But as we, as we go on our mission uh, with Christ at the center uh, to make him known, our mission to make him known, God also supplies specifically for the moment. Jesus said to his disciples in Luke chapter 10, when he was just about to send out a whole bunch to go off on mission for him, he said to them, the fields are white. That means they're so full of, of produce just waiting to be harvested. He says, the fields are white but the workers are few, pray to the Lord of the harvest, that is God, Jesus himself, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send workers. Ask for backup, Jesus was saying. Ask God for supplies and he will provide it. And thus we, we have this, this shared vision, this dream, this, this heart-skipping hope for our generation, for our place. And so we are instructed by Jesus to, to cry out to God and say, supply everything that we need, Lord. Send help so that we may live out this vision that you've given us, that we may see it come to pass. Give us resources, Lord. Give us people. May we become people whose lives are transformed powerfully and with great effect by the grace of God. Give us money. Give us opportunities to push forward your kingdom. Give us connections to make. Give us people to serve. 
Fill us with faith. Fill us with vision and a determination to serve you. Give us these things, Lord. He also gives us, of course, we see this in Luke chapter 11. He gives us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, God himself, the third person of the Trinity, comes to us and resides within us. He forms and he creates. He gives new life and he empowers us to live and serve for him. That's why we are spirit empowered. We say we're gospel-centered, spirit-empowered. Empowered and asking for and open to and receiving the Holy Spirit who gives us gifts to serve him in the church. He gives us the fruit to demonstrate transformed lives that point to Jesus. He guides us and he directs us, sometimes generally gives direction, sometimes specifically gives direction through through prophecy and, and visions and dreams and so forth. One of the reasons why I can't wait for us to gather together in prayer, humbly crying out to God, send us resources, send us the supply, shower your spirit upon us, create within us supply, Lord God, for your glory. Why don't you join us? Why don't you join us on mission? If you are already part of Foundation Church Belfast, my prayer, my earnest prayer for you is that you will come back to church whenever we do eventually gather again. You come back to the gathering full of faith uh, with a desire for God's kingdom to come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know the words. You might come back to church prepped, ready to jump in at the deep end, ready to serve God, ready to pray, ready to cry out and worship him with your heart, soul, mind and strength. And if that's not you right now, if you're not in that place of enthusiasm and passion, as we saw in the last point, then can I, can I challenge you? Can I ask you to ask yourself, think for yourself, if that's not you right now, how am I going to get there? How am I going to get there? What do, what do I need to pray? What, what promises of God do I need to draw upon? Do I need to drink deeply from? What, what gift do I want to receive from God? Because God says, if you ask, you shall receive. If you're not already part of Foundation Church Belfast and you're listening in, we would love to have you on board. We'd love to have you on board. We'd love to have you join the team, come and be part of the family. You know, there's room for all types at Foundation Church, no matter who you are, what your background is. Um, we would love to have you on board. There is a place for you. So why don't you come and take your part um, Take your part, take, take your ownership of this shared vision and, and, and serve God and see that vision come to pass, come to life. We'd love to have you. Please do get in touch with us if you're not already attached to a church, either through email or through social media. You can see the details below this video about how you can connect with us. We'd love to hear from you, hear your story and welcome you, especially when we get back to uh, formal gathering together in the not too distant future um, but that's our that's our hope that's our prayer and we believe God has given us a great 
uh, vision uh, that is way too big for us to achieve. But when he stirs and he supplies, marvelous things can happen for his namesake. May your kingdom come. May your will be done.